This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Hello, hello, a happy Friday. And if you are late and listening to this podcast on a Monday, that sucks for you. My name is Gianna. I am the host of the Icon Podcast. So welcome back to another episode. And today we are featuring Kevin and Stacey Goodman. Thank you guys so much for joining. Good morning. Thanks for the invite. Of course. So let's talk a little bit about your guy, your your guys, you guys, um, your history, you know, where you live. Damn, the hiccups now. This is a mess already. Um, where you guys live, uh, your story, how y'all got into real estate, and, you know, working together. Okay. Do you want to go first? I, I figured I'd let you start that one here. Do you want me to talk about you? No, I talked about, okay. talk about how you got into real estate, how, where we went, how we, how we wound up where we're at. Okay. Well, we live in a small town, Ennis, a little south of Dallas, about 30 miles. Okay. Um, I got in real estate when my children were, let's say they were 12, 15, and 17-ish, so about 18 years ago. I had always been interested in real estate, so I just thought it was a thing to do at the time. Kids were all half-grown, and and I had some time, so I did it. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so back then we had a relatively successful, at the moment, uh, industrial repair business that, I, that we both worked in together. She, she took care of the books and, and all the office stuff, and I managed the guys. We, at one time, we had about 15 guys that worked for us and um, tried to open a couple other businesses that pulled me away from that business that eventually caused it all to crash. But regardless, uh, in 2006, by 2006, it had crashed and, and she was doing fair with real estate and with a, a large franchise and said, well, I'll jump over there and, and we'll do that together. So, so, so we did and lived that out until the crash and of the real estate and, and uh, I guess we hung on until about 11 and left the big box brokerage and went to a small brokerage that didn't work out so well either because of, of it, it did I take that back we love the broker it, uh, later on uh, there were other people that got involved that we didn't necessarily get uh, I didn't necessarily jive with yeah, so Yes, she's she jives with everybody. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm harder to get along with. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I found EXP through a podcast. Imagine that. Yeah. And three years later, we're two-time icons, and or soon to be, we'll close our our icon transactions for this year in the next week or so. Yeah, I know. Woo! Congratulations, guys! That's huge. Yeah. 
So we live in a very small town. Mm-hmm. Kevin's um, family's been here for since it since the beginning, and I'm a transplant. But um, what is there about twenty thousand people? Here? There, there's about twenty thousand now, and uh, we actually my my family has deeds that go back beyond the the found founding of of the little town we live in. So yeah. it's pretty cool to go look at some old land grant deeds that that were mid 1800s but yeah hey absolutely guys and then um so you were introduced to ESP via podcast and how did that you know how did you stumble across that podcast who did you reach out to um to ask some questions before you came over how'd you cut that cord from your broker um tell me that story about the transition because that can be the hardest part for some people well, for me, I think the broker pretty well expected it. Uh, we had actually, not me and he, but me and his wife, um, she came on to the brokerage and wanted to get her hands in, into things and sent one of my clients some information that that it was actually a walkthrough form is where, where we got crossways. But anyway, that's that's in the weeds. Uh, we, we let... We had words. I left it at that in November of 18. And, and at that point, I decided I was I was making a transition somewhere. Didn't know where. Hadn't, hadn't, didn't want to be an a irrational person and, and leave because of, of I was upset. So right. it took me until May of the following year of 19 to actually make that transition. But I'd heard on a podcast about EXP and and it kind of got connected with Kevin Cottrell. And me and Kevin talked it through and and it worked out best that I go under Gene. So Gene is actually our sponsor. Mm-hmm. But he he did all his due diligence. He called EXP agents to find out about EXP. So he called different agents trying to um, find out why people loved it. I really wanted to find, I'd never heard of it. EXP was about 18 or 19,000 strong at that point. And I'd never heard of it. So I wanted to find somebody that had some, some good solid information on it. And yeah, I Googled EXP agents. At that point, I found probably six in the Dallas Fort Worth area, which we're talking about uh, a large area, and, and I found maybe six. So I called the ones that, that I could contact with, and everybody was was in love with EXP. And I said, "This is something's something's crazy about this. This can't be true." He says, "There's got to be somebody that hates EXP, and I want to talk to that person. And why do they hate it?" But- right. So what cinched it for me is I called a. And I couldn't even give you his name at this point, but I, I talked to an investor that said, I'm not a real estate agent, but it works really well with my investment business. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of investors taking notice of, of how to implement EXP into their business. And me and a partner had been doing some flips pre-crash, pre-08, 09. So I kind of, it resonated with me what he was saying. Mm-hmm. 
So from there, I went ahead and, and joined. I actually had some business that I needed to make active, some new listings, and and uh, we were actually trying to get ready to, to go on a on a vacation, and and I finished the onboarding process and and got my new listings active while I was on vacation because I couldn't get it done before we before we uh, left for vacation. Yes, and I am, I'm not that quick to transition, so it took me until August to move over. Okay, so, why did it yeah. take you so long? I wanted him to test it out. I mean, <laughs> the whole, you know, totally virtual avatar. We talked to another agent who, we actually showed us his, the world and, um, we actually, guess we were already, had already joined or you had already joined at that point, but he walked us kind of walked us through it. It was kind of odd to me. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I wanted to, to make sure that it was going to be a good fit before I moved over. So I went. Kevin, you go be the guinea pig. <laughs> well, carry that on out further. I was, I was still in research mode. So I was still, even as far, you know, we're, we're nearly four or five months in and I'm still picking up pieces of, of EXP trying to figure out how it plays into my life. Because mm -hmm. when, when I heard the pitch, I didn't hear, oh, you're going to get rev share. Oh, you're going to get stock. Oh, you're going to get this or that. I heard if you do enough production, we're going to give you your cap back. I was like, oh, no, wow. For, I've never had that opportunity. Yeah, let's, let's, let's give that a, a go. Mm -hmm. And then through my next few months doing research, I come across a little tidbit that nobody had seemed to mention. No. And that was the domestic team right. portion of it. And we had never had that offered to us at the other brokerages. So, right. yeah. so we were an individual agents, never a team. Didn't and share a cap, had two caps mm -hmm. and was like, hold on. So that cuts, cuts half of that, that expense out. I'm, I'm, you're coming to EXP. Yeah. So I called her. I said, Hey, you got you're, you're coming to EXP. She was at the other office. I was like, you're, you're coming to EXP. That's, that's so, awesome. No, you guys, it sounds like you did your research and, um, you know, obviously you were skeptical and you did the right thing, Kevin, by, um, you're like, that's what I do when I look at reviews, right? I'm like, where's the one star, right? And how did they resolve this? And so, um, you know, I like how you approached it. You're like, let's find somebody that hate the XP, which is few and far between. Um, and so, you know, then going straight to the source, testing it out yourself. And then here you are, Icon Agents, which is awesome. And uh, my next question is, you know, now that you guys are over here and really enjoying EXP, obviously you already mentioned the getting your cap back in stock, but what is something you didn't expect about this brokerage that now you really enjoy or didn't know about? I want to say the culture. It took us a few years really to, to plug in because it, it is a virtual uh, brokerage. So you don't enter unless you make the unless you make the effort, you don't interact with with other agents within DXP. Because we're we're in we're south of Dallas. There's yeah. not very many in Ellis County where, where we live. There's not there's not very many agents. And we're just it took us a while to get plugged in. So. And and the culture 
that we in the last two years we've we've really plugged into the culture and I guess it's really not even been two years. No, it's, it's probably been it was a few months before build of last year, so it's probably been just over a year. Right. And uh, well, and, you know, COVID had something to do with right. that too because yeah. we just we're going through this pandemic and and nobody's meeting in person. Everybody's doing Zoom. So so through that process. We figured out that that the EXP culture is is unlike any other we've ever experienced. It's that it's not a culture; it's a agents, community, right? Right. Yes. EXP agents want to share what they're doing to to be successful. They they want to share what they're doing to become icon agents. You know. And we had never had that before. I mean, I've been a realtor like eighteen years, mm -hmm. and for EXP. You go into the office to the top producers and say, "Hey, how do you do what you do?" And they give you just enough, but not all of it. They did. They wouldn't share everything. And we live in a small town. So I'm like, "Why can't you help us? We're all, you know, we're all friends." But, yeah. Um, we we love. We've heard time and time again when we go to different events and people are not part of EXP, how awesome they think the the culture and how everybody is so, you know, willing to help and. That's what that's it's what the dog, dog world at those other other brokerages, you know, makes it tough. And then you guys, okay, so clearly uh, you're married because you've got the same last name, unless your brother and sister. And so, um, right. And then you are, you know, trying to balance family. You live in a small town. Um, I'm sure you guys have a lot of clients. So how clients that are friends too. So how do you draw the line between work and play? Where's that work-life balance stand for y'all? And then, you know, how do you, how do you continue to improve that balance for you guys and keep, you know, boundaries healthy and um, just go day to day. Right. Well, so we're, we're probably different than most couples in that we spend 24 hours a day well i'm going to say we probably spend 23 of 24 hours every day with each other and we're okay with it and then we're okay with with um actually not having those those balances where we go okay today we're not going to work because the phone rings which one of us is going to pick it up right it's just a, it's just part of the the business the service industry that we've been in like i say, we 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 owned a service business an industrial service business before mm -hmm. so the phone rang it one night i got out of bed four times and not got out of bed four times got out of bed went and got in the truck and rent went and ran a service call four different times in one in night, one night in one night so so it's not unusual for us to we don't we i guess you could probably say we don't have work-life balance we we work when people call us and i mean we go on vacation we always take our laptop and if we can't do it then we we have someone help us while we're gone but mm -hmm. but we take our laptops even when we're on a cruise we we spend at least several days while we're gone um Building problems building, or, yeah, or checking emails and doing or building things. business. I mean, yeah. so it doesn't stop. You have to continue. The, you got to continue the hustle. That's yeah. right. So the last, 
we, we've done several cruises. So since I'll, I'll give you a kind of a rundown since the, the restrictions have eased up, we've done either three or four cruises. We've went a mastermind in Puerto Rico, uh, participated in the, in the Cabo events, uh, Tennessee, we went to Sprint, Tennessee. Sprint, uh, where we met, EXP uh, Summit, and then a couple of trips, probably three trips to a beach house in, in Galveston. So we have, we, we take our time to go do our things, but with everything we do, we carry work with us. Yeah. And the last trip we were on state, we were in a, hot tub and Stacy picked up like three referrals from from people in the hot tub just so. drinking my wine talking. damn Stacy <laughs> in there hustling drinking her wine everybody's like you know what Stacy here's some money go get, go get them girl that's awesome that's really cool guys and it sounds like you know um you kind of consider these masterminds where you're traveling out of out of state uh not only are you recharging but you're also um you know, improving. So that's a really cool balance that you guys have there, which is the best of both worlds. And uh, now, if you guys want, let's talk a little bit about the Icon Award because on the Icon podcast. Um, so in your market, if you guys are just in, in Ennis, Texas, right? I don't know if you're in any other states. If you are, tell me. Um, but what does your production look like? What's the average housing price? And how many homes as a team do you have to sell to hit your cap? So fortunately, we're, we've been in business long enough and I've got some industrial con connections and we don't do just houses. So it, it, some years it's, it's, um, you do a bunch of houses to get cap or get icon, get cap. And then you're, you're really pushing for icon, but, uh, most of the time I'm, I'm able to pull a couple of commercial deals that that are going to be 50 or 60 percent of of actual cap mm -hmm. in one transaction yeah. so when, when i'm able to do that it 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 makes for a a really good easy push to to icon yes um this year it looks like we'll we will, and things change all the time. We should icon in April. Here we are in in uh, end of July, just just fin going to finish up. But anyway, all that being said, if if all the wheels that are on no, if all the wheels don't fall off the bus, we'll cap in September, a few weeks into our our year, our anniversary year right. this year. So then okay. we'll have we'll definitely do more than icon. And how many transactions? That's the next question. Next, oh, the so generally we're we we shoot for about sixty transactions. Uh, at the big box brokerage years ago, uh, the price point was considerably lower, mm -hmm. around a hundred grand, and we would do about twenty-five to thirty transactions each. So. We, we would like to be in that 60 range, mm -hmm. but 
Normally it's around like 40-ish, 43, yeah. 45. Yeah, so that's, that's what the it's been. the price point for our area is about 340, 350. Okay. Medium. Medium price, yeah. Awesome. Okay, good to know. I always like to ask that question to kind of compare markets because um, I've got somebody in Alaska that has to sell a hell of a lot more homes than somebody in California, right? So that's right. always a good gauge for listeners and other realtors to kind of see what's going on in other markets if they're looking to, um, you know, make a make a breakthrough there. And um, so the next question is going to be, you know, it's more than just production, it's more than just selling homes. It's also that cultural commitment. So you have to step away and really get involved with the community at EXP. So what is your guys' cultural commitment? Why do you pick that? Well, so the, the big one that we picked up last year was, was um, the mentor program. He became a mentor. Yes. Um, Why do you pick mentoring out of like you could vet other icons, teach an EXP world. So why mentoring? Well, I, for one, I'm not, I'm not really a good teacher. I, I don't have the, I don't have the patience for it. I don't think. I don't either. Um, I love the honesty. I, I've, I've got <laughs> some bandwidth for, for mentoring. If the mentee is, is serious about doing work. Now the, the sad part is, is most of the mentees that I've picked up, they, they struggle with the commitment of actually doing the work. The, the, the job is, is a cool job if you, if you actually commit to it. But, but when you get in, into it and you figure out, well, I've got to talk to people or I've got to, I've got to maybe say some things that reveal that I'm an agent everywhere I go, mm -hmm. they struggle with that. And I don't know why, but, but I've, I've got, I've had three mentees that, that just wouldn't do the work. But he has a heart for helping people. We go to, even though we say yes. we're not teachers, we, we do like to help. We, we help yeah. people that aren't XP agents. So, okay. Um, yeah. So that's, we, we like, we like to be helpful and that's why he chose right. the mentorship. Even before the, before it was a thing, before I was at DXP, I started a coffee group right. of, of agents that we met and talked about things that were, were helping me personally or Stacy personally right. make production and, and, Everybody within the group, we made a commitment. I organized it, but the commitment to the group was, is if you hear something in this group, you can't go use that or to further your business as far as client names. And because we would share client names and addresses and everything mm -hmm. in this call. So it was, a people, it, it was a group of people that, that had to be trusted worthy that's right no i really i really like um you know the 
the trust that you guys have going on and the, the accountability too, right? So we're not just throwing information out there of our clients, you know, we're making sure they'll be taken care of and um, everything else that goes into being a good realtor, not just somebody that's commission hungry. And, you know, for my final question, when it comes to you guys in iconing is going to be, what's your favorite part about it, right? So we touched a little bit on um, stock options and getting that cap back and the opportunity to go to EXPCon and shareholders and that nice big glass shiny trophy. I don't, sometimes I can spot it's it. It's over there somewhere. It's over there. <laughs> sometimes I can spot it in your guys' uh, little setup. But, um, you know, what is your favorite part about iconing? It's a big goal. You know, you can just do the production and skip the iconing part. So why do you continue to put that on your list of goals everywhere and make it something that you commit to? What's your favorite part? So for me, like I say, when I heard when I heard the EXP pitch, that's the part that I that resonated with me. We were doing we were with Century Twenty One, and we were doing the volume when we started to to make Icon. Mm-hmm. If if that had been EXP, so I related it to okay. This, this brokerage is willing to give me basically a, a start of a retirement because we'd never, we'd all, we've always been self-employed since I was in my mid-20s. We started a business and have been self-employed. I'm 50-something now and had very little retirement. So with, with, with real estate agents, the big, the big, uh, Retirement plan is buy houses. Well, okay, you can buy houses, but you know, then you got to deal with people. And um, unfortunately, I'm I'm a I'm kind of a pushover, and if you don't pay your rent, I'm not going to kick you out. <laughs> so I have to kind of limit what I can do as far as as far as houses, because even though that's a business. I, I have a hard time separating the personal aspect of, of that business because it is somebody's home that that they're living in and that they they depend on a roof over their head. So I went broke during the pandemic because the, I would have never had anybody pay anything. Mm-hmm. So having said that, I think the Icon Award we, we like the idea of um, being able to earn our cat back. And I know a little bit about stock. So I was my, when I heard the pitch, I was like, okay, I could buy stock 5% of my commission and I could get 16,000 back each year for potentially in that stock or in additional stock. So I was like, well, that's a no brainer for me because I know that stock's going to appreciate over a 10 year period. And so in 10 years, I'm, uh, it will turn into a lot more than, than a few years of $16,000. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. And the icon award has a lot of benefits. Um, you know, it's a reason why people are coming over here. You touched on it earlier, Kevin, and you were like, Oh my gosh, like you can get that cap back. Cause think about how much money these people are just leaving on the table every year with their brokerage. It's kind of sickening sometimes. Um, so, you know, moving forward from that and picking at your mentorship side of your brain, uh, for somebody that's maybe new to EXP or has 
you know, is a rookie and EXP is their first brokerage? Is it possible for them to icon in their first year? What does that uh, goal look like for them? Or what's some major mistakes to avoid? I think the the biggest thing for a rookie is, is when you come out of out of the classes and take your test, you're you're prepared to do the the stuff that should keep you out of trouble because that that you should have learned that the part that you're not prepared to do that they, that the schools don't teach you is the marketing aspect and mm-hmm. and the the putting yourself out there aspect. Just be willing to put yourself out there. Be willing to to Put yourself in some un- uncomfortable situations, even if it's cold. You know, um, we were at a recent mastermind, and and guy leading the mastermind said, "Pick three things that that you like to do that give you energy, that 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 build leads, and understand your job. Your job is to to get leads. That's your only job. Yeah. You get leads and you write contracts. Yeah. Everything else." you can delegate to somebody else (laughs) but to develop those skills that that three or four that that really you enjoy that help you get leads whether it's a pta or or whatever whatever networking you you try to do or you like to do um where you're getting your name out there and and make sure that you don't forget get your name out there that's the key part of it and it doesn't have to be expensive marketing. You can do, it, it's, um, I know an agent, we met him at um, Cabo. He and his team, wife, um, they walk neighborhoods. They, mm-hmm. they drag them back in. Um, it, it could be pretty inexpensive. Just get to know your neighbors or target a whole neighborhood that you like. Um, it's, it can be pretty inexpensive. I know when you first start out at everything, it seems overwhelming because everything costs you a lot of money and you're not making any yet. But the, there's a lot of things you can do that, that doesn't cost very much. Too much. Yeah. Great advice there, guys. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit earlier, Kevin, about how you guys were a little skeptical of EXP. So you did some research and checked it out for yourself. But for somebody that may be watching right now and they're, you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop, they see it's too good to be true, but they are also seeing the greener grass and thinking about making that move over here. What would you have to say to them to kind of nip them in the butt to, you know, make that move and, you know, take the risk? Well, for me, I think that you, you got to look at the bigger picture and, and do the research, but it's all true. Everything that, Everything that's in writing, everything that's that's put out there, it, it's if you'll do the work and you'll you'll uh, get involved. Now, I, I think that's a big key too, as far as you know what I would tell mentees is, is mm-hmm. you got to get involved. But it's it is a great culture. The culture part of it, you're not going to see that anywhere in writing, other than cultural commitments through the ICON program, but the stock options are there and the stock's done great. The, the ICON awards there, we're, I guess, according to NAR, we're, we're in the higher percentile of producers, but, but we, we're not massive producers. We're not doing $50 million a year. Right. 
we do about nine. Right now, we're setting at about nine or ten million mm-hmm. for this year, and we'll we will have Icon. Right. So you don't have to be that that massive producer to to enjoy the benefits of EXP. Right. You don't have to be that massive producer to to get your your cap back. You know, and then you look at like I said, we we didn't I didn't hear the rev share part of it until later on. About a year ago, we started thinking about rev sharing, what it could mean. If you're a networker and you you like to to network, then the rev shares a whole other part that mm-hmm. that could put a lot of money in your pocket and and provide you some some long term sustainable revenue that that's le- that's less active requires less actions from you right that's awesome yeah. and great advice you know if you guys have any questions about making the move over to exp i think kevin and stacy are going to be some great resources for you so make sure to reach out um kevin stacy that is all the questions i have for you guys today are you going to be at exp con absolutely yeah Awesome. Well, I will plan on seeing you guys there. Anything you want to leave the listeners with today as we wrap it up? Bill 22. It's in Dallas. Uh, in August. August, what is it, 19th through the 20th? Whatever it is, look up Bill 22. It's okay. If you're interested in EXP, you're, you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or, or you want to visit Dallas-Fort Worth area, there's still tickets available. Come on, I'll see you there. Yeah, it's a, it's a great time. Um, yeah, and then we'll see you at EXP Con. Can't wait, guys. Thank you so much for your time today. Awesome episode, and we will be seeing you real soon. Bye. Bye, guys. Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Spear Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.